and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magic week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back with another episode. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Uh, you guys know how much I appreciate you guys. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome to the show. It's all about me talking Disney, being a big Dis nerd, having lots of fun. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Uh, and if you could do me a big favor, head to my podcast page. If you're listening to this on your iPhone or on your Apple product, uh, if you go to my podcast page and um, you know, go to my page, leave me a rating. If you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Last week's episode was a lot of fun, got a lot of positive feedback from you guys, and last week was all about the history of and my favorite uh, Disney 3D shows. Obviously, there's not that many of them currently. It's Tough to Be a Bug, Mickey's PhilharMagic, uh, the Pixar Short Film Festival at Epcot, and of course, Muppet Vision 3D. Uh, We talked about some of the extinct attractions Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and Captain EO, probably the two most famous ones. There was a couple other smaller ones that had a short run back in the 70s and 80s, but, um, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and Captain EO, I think, uh, they get left out a lot when talking about extinct attractions, Uh, even though, you know, they're not that far removed. You know, Captain EO ran until like 2014, I think it was again, or 15, uh, when they brought it back, and Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was directly before that, so... Uh, you know, not that long ago we had those shows at Epcot, but you know, I just felt like talking about the 3D shows. They, um, because it's a sit-down attraction where you just, you know, you obviously watch a 3D show. Um, it's usually not talked about a lot, or you know, not thought of as, um, you know, one of the top-tier attractions. Uh, but for me, like honestly, I think especially Mickey's PhilharMagic and it's uh, it's tough to be a bug, like. Those are two really good, solid attractions. Like, you get your money's worth. You know, a lot of people want to go to a theme park and just ride rides, you know, like roller coasters or, you know, other types of rides. And, you know, maybe sitting down for a 3D show doesn't, you know, sound appealing to some people. But, you know, those two attractions especially, I think, are really well done. And, uh, you know, they kind of represent that Disney magic as well. Since it's Christmas time, or maybe you're listening to this on Christmas or after Christmas, Figured it was only fitting to talk about Disney at Christmas time. We'll talk about Mickey's uh, very merry Christmas party. We'll talk about the new party. We'll talk about everything Christmas at Disney World. We'll also talk about other Christmas Disney things. There's you know uh, Disney Christmas specials and and shows and um, movies and stuff. So we're just gonna be talking about everything Disney and Christmas. That's all I got for you guys. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board! I think that whether if you love Christmas or maybe you don't, I think we can still agree that it's a special time of year. Um, You know, the holidays, it's a big thing. You know, a lot of people look forward to it all year round. 
um, whether or not you're just a big fan of Christmas and, and the holidays or it's you know seeing family you haven't been able to see before or it's you know you're coming back from college or maybe if you're younger you know you get a you get that winter break which is always great I mean I know for me as a kid growing up in Chicago Christmas was definitely special it was something we looked forward to like once summer ended um, you know, the next thing I always look forward to is Christmas, you know, because of the things I kind of mentioned. Um, not only, you know, presents and stuff like that, but it's, you know, you get uh, winter break off from school and you can, you know, hang out with your friends on winter break and Christmas movies and all the Christmas activities, you know, going to look at Christmas lights and, and stuff like that. So I've always had a special place in my heart Christmas. Um, you know, as a kid, uh, we would always open presents on Christmas Eve um, on my, my dad's side of the family. And that was always like the, the, the day where I got all the gifts I wanted. Like we would make lists and, you know, my, my family, you know, got to give it up to them. They went all out, like on providing us all the presents that they could. Uh, my grandpa and grandma would always, you know, go above and beyond, whether it was, you know, getting me the, uh, the new wrestling action figure I wanted or standing in line for hours to get the uh, the Furbies when those dropped. Uh, that was a big thing. Um, I hope some of you guys got that reference, the Furbies. Um, but, you know, uh, I have a special place in my heart for Christmas and obviously a special place in my heart for Disney. So figured we might as well talk about Christmas and Disney. This is kind of going to be similar to my um, Disney and Halloween episode where yeah, we'll, we'll talk about actually, you know, spending Christmas or, you know, Christmas time at Disney World, but we're also going to talk about, like, just everything Christmas and Disney, you know, Christmas movies and, and specials and all the Disney Christmas merchandise and everything like that. First off, let's talk about spending Christmas time at Walt Disney World. How many of you guys have been able to spend Christmas at Disney, whether it was, you know, a little before, a little after, during Christmas... Um, I know for me personally, I've only been able to go there twice during Christmas time. Both times, um, you know, just for a, a, it was like a shorter trip because it's always I would always still go over the summer. But I went once like the week before Christmas or you know a few days before, which was pretty cool. And I went one time like directly after Christmas, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned on the, the podcast plenty of times that growing up, my Disney vacations were always over the summer. Uh, my mom was a teacher, so that was, you know, the easiest time for us to go because she wasn't obviously teaching. So that's when uh, that's when we would go over the summer. It wasn't until I was older that I was able to go, you know, by myself during Christmas time. I think the first time I went was in 2012, I think. So I was 22, finally able to go during Christmas time. And I got to say, I was blown away. You know, growing up, I have always watched the... Um, the Disney World Christmas Parade. That was kind of a tradition in our house to uh, wake up early, watch the Christmas Parade uh, at Walt Disney World on TV. You know, have some breakfast and then um, open some some stockings uh, for our family. Um, and then also too, I remember uh, when I was like like ten years old or so, uh, my aunt and my cousins were able to go to Disney between Christmas and New Year's. And I was so jealous. I remember they got to miss like a couple days of school, and man, I was I was always so jealous of them. And that was uh, that was the year 2000, so that was the uh, Millennium celebration. So I was extra jealous. But you know, when I was finally able to go to Disney during Christmas, like I was finally able to 
you know, understand it. Like, you see the Christmas parade, and you hear, and you, you see pictures and stuff. It doesn't, it just doesn't do it justice. Like, of the, the two trips I went to around that time, my favorite was when we went, and I want to say it was like December 19th to like the 23rd. You know, a shorter trip, but it was directly before Christmas. And, um, you know, that was a lot of fun because you're able to do all these Christmas activities, you know, kind of build and build up to actually, you know, celebrating Christmas. Whereas my other trip, um, like I mentioned, was after Christmas, like before New Year's. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's it really wasn't the same. You know, all the, the decorations are still up and they have all that. And uh, they had like the special, um, you know, Christmas party still, but it, it just wasn't the same. You know, Christmas at Disney right now, um, you know, it's a little different, um, especially because we're still, you know, going through this pandemic. But, you know, they've they've kind of changed things up a little bit. The, um, you know, the Christmas party now, uh, I feel like isn't as popular, you know, as Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which, you know, those are big, big shoes to fill. You know, the, the Mickey Christmas Party was iconic because it was there for so long. Um, you know, it was very similar to the Halloween party, Mickey's Not So Scary, where... It was select nights, and um, you know you had to purchase um, like a, a separate like party ticket. They had a special themed parade, and they had um, like holiday snacks, and I think maybe even like a, a special show. And um, you know it was just a good time where you can really soak in that Christmas spirit at Disney with without having like the huge crowds around you. And I believe they would also have like the the fake snow come down on Main Street. What I remember most was like the snacks. I remember watching the parade um, and having like the the Christmas themed snacks. I had like a cookie and like a hot chocolate in the, on Main Street there while watching. We can also not forget Disney's MGM Studios, Hollywood Studios, the Osborne Family Lights. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please please look it up. It was this amazing display of Christmas lights and decorations set up at Hollywood Studios, um, kind of by the back lot, the Streets of America. It was huge, and the entire street was just decked out in Christmas lights and, and decorations everywhere, and it would sync up to music. Uh, it was an amazing show. They would have, like, the fake snow machines come down. Again, like, they would sell, like, the holiday-themed snacks over there. And, you know, you could grab a holiday-themed drink and snack and, and stand there and watch the display. It was amazing. It was truly amazing. That was my favorite part, actually. You know, I think I enjoyed that day at uh, Hollywood Studios more than the actual, you know, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. You know, I believe it was, like, one of the largest, um, you know, Christmas light displays, like, in the world. And when it was synced up to music, it was, it was truly breathtaking. And it ran from uh, 1995 to 2016 and obviously in 2016 it's when they announced that star wars galaxy's edge was coming and they pretty much had to uh you know knock down everything that was over there which unfortunately included the uh the christmas light display i remember reading too that it took them like 20,000 hours to uh to set up all those lights so that's how that's how big it was and you know they would sync it up to the music i i i remember hearing like some of the trans-siberian orchestra music to it which was really cool um, and I know after it closed in 2016, I believe the display um, was donated to the uh, Give Kids the World Village in uh, Kissimmee, so not too far. And they have a, a Christmas event. It's like Night of a Million Lights or something like that, which 
all goes to a good cause. So at least, you know, Disney did the right thing and, uh, you know, donated it to a, a good cause. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie, I really do miss that show, and, and uh, it makes me a little bitter still uh, about Star Wars Land, considering all they had to uh, knock down and, and remove to uh, make room for it. So let's talk a little bit about the current Christmas party at the Magic Kingdom. I believe it's called Disney's Very Merriest After Hours. Again, they love just calling things, you know, after hours now. Um, you know, I will say probably the nicest thing about this is that the after hours event, it technically starts at nine. Um, but if you buy a ticket, I think you can enter the park as early as 7 p.m. And it goes all until 1 a.m. So, you know, for all of us who, you know, wish they could be, you know, in the Magic Kingdom late at night again, this might be our only chance for a while. You know, it's open till 1 a.m. The problem is the ticket prices for this. Wow. So the prices vary from like $170 all the way up to $249. Obviously, the more expensive tickets are, you know, uh, the ones closer to Christmas. I think it said after December 9th, 19th, the ticket price goes up to $249. That is absolutely insane to me. I love Disney. You know, the, the after hour special, you know, there's a parade, there's a, um, a stage show in front of the castle, you know, there's like Christmas fest festivities and, you know, photo opportunities and stuff. It's still not worth 250 bucks. Now, if I just had money to burn and money wasn't an option, then yeah, you know, it's no big deal. But $250 on top of what you're already paying, you know, for your, for your Disney vacation, you know, there's zero chance my family would have ever been able to do this back in the day. Um, you know, and even now, I, I just, I would not be able to justify the price. And if you're thinking, oh, you know, the $169 one's not bad, but you're celebrating Christmas and all these activities, you know, in mid-November. Um, for me, it's that's kind of hard to get into the Christmas spirit, celebrating, you know, Christmas in, in November. And you're still paying 170 bucks, which... Again, not cheap considering, you know, what you're getting here. You know, if you want to ride the rides with no weight, you know, maybe that's maybe that's what you go for. Like I said, there's a new parade and, and castle stage show, which I would love to see. Those are usually pretty well done. Um, they have, like, the fake snow machines and stuff and exclusive uh, Christmas-themed snacks. I, You know, usually these parties, they would include, like, free, like, little snacks, like little bottles of water and popcorn and stuff. I... I read an article that said for this year, this, you know, this uh, very merriest after hours thing, the only things that are free are hot chocolate and snickerdoodles. So, you know, I, I'm not a fan of snickerdoodles and hot chocolate. You can only drink so much of, especially if it's, I don't know what the weather's like, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not 30, 30 degrees there. Um, so, you know, I would have rather have had like water and popcorn if I'm being honest. But, you know, it's it, if you can do it, I'm sure it's a cool experience. Um, you know, unfortunately for me, I don't see myself uh, paying that much money to, uh, to do it anytime soon. I do like that they've, uh, you know, started to kind of add more Christmas theming throughout all the parks. Um, I would say Magic Kingdom 2, they, they have always kind of done a, a ride overlay on the Jungle Cruise, and they've named it temporarily to the Jingle Cruise. Uh, I did ride that. I like the, the new signage and stuff. Um, you know, other than the, you know, the little bit of Christmas lights added to the theming, 
Uh, the ride is pretty much exactly the same. So I don't, it's, it'd be kind of tough to totally rethink it, but I do like the little extra touch like of, uh, you know, a adding the Christmas lights and Christmas theming to the queue and everything. You know, uh, Epcot right now is uh, undergoing a huge makeover and uh, they've added some Christmas touches to it. They've decorated the land with a bunch of like Christmas lights and giant ornaments and stuff. I think that's awesome. I wish they would do that with, you know, all the rides if possible. And also Spaceship Earth, they've uh, kind of synchronized the lights that are that have been added to Spaceship Earth and they kind of sync it up to some music for a nice little, you know, Christmas light dancing show, which is cool. I love when they just add the little things like that. You know, I've always kind of said, uh, you know, back in the day you had Mickey Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party um, and that was it. There's no other like sense of Christmas in the parks. I do like that they're starting to add things to all four parks and around the resort in general. Hollywood Studios is also in the Christmas spirit. They've added decorations pretty much throughout the entire park. Um, you can see Santa Goofy at the Hollywood and Vine restaurant. Um, there's a frozen sing-along. Uh, but probably the main thing is the show on Sunset Boulevard with the projection screen onto Tower of Terror that is Christmas-themed with, with music, and they have the snow machine, so you get the fake snow. And, you know, very underrated show. You know, just seeing, um, you know, Tower of Terror kind of lit up with the, the projection screen on it and syncing it up to music and stuff. It's a, it's a pretty cool sight. Uh, I'd highly recommend seeing this one and like i said i love that they're kind of expanding the christmas festivities uh, to all four parks and not just the magic kingdom when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply now, I kind of talked about this uh, in my Halloween episode in the same way. You know, Disney Christmas-themed merchandise is, you know, it's kind of taken on a, a life of its own. Like, it, it is everywhere. I don't know about you guys, but you can go into not, you know, not even, like, Disney and Disney stores. Like, TJ Maxx and, other, and Marshalls and other stores like that. You know, it seems like they all have some sort of Disney-themed, you know, merchandise, whether it's... Uh, you know, Mickey and Minnie, you know, character themed, you know, Christmas stockings or um, decorations, ornaments, t-shirts, uh, kind of seems like it's everywhere. You know, even Walmart, I saw and I bought actually a, uh, a you know, a Christmas themed sweater that had Mickey Mouse on it, you know, wearing a, a Santa hat and Christmas themed and, you know, at Walmart, which is crazy. I never used to see Disney themed stuff at, at Walmart. Um, it just kind of shows you how popular it is. And I think a part of it, too, is that, you know, we love Disney. And if you're a fan of Christmas, like, you're obviously going to want to decorate or dress, you know, wearing something that makes you happy, you know, Disney-themed. I know for me, like, with Halloween, like, if I'm going to decorate for Halloween, then I want to find something that's Disney and Halloween-themed. Um, and I'm kind of the same way with Christmas. You know, I, I bought the Mickey Christmas sweater. I have uh, a couple, like, uh, Disney-themed Christmas coffee mugs as well. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't have too much. I know like my mom, she has a lot more things, whether it's like oven mitts and just different types of like glassware and plates and stuff. And, uh, always trying to find something that's uh, Disney Christmas themed. You know, I got a few Christmas gifts for my family like that. Um, one of them for my mom, she's a big fan of figment. I found a, uh, figment Christmas, uh, picture that I got and I got framed, uh, so that she can, you know, for next Christmas, uh, set that up as part of her decorations. You know, one thing that's, uh, kind of on my list of things that I want to do, um, you know how they have like those Christmas themed, like villages, you can kind of decorate your, you know, in your house, like the little miniature villages. Um, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do like a Disney one. Uh, you know, they, they sell like the Disney accessories and stuff and they have like the Disney monorail and stuff like that. I think it would be really cool to do some sort of Disney themed, you know, little mini miniature Christmas village or, or something like that I think would be cool. Uh, I've, you know, growing up as a kid, uh, we had the monorail and we also had a, uh, the Disney World train, uh, the railroad. Uh, it was like a little battery operated one that would go around the Christmas tree. So we would set that up and it would circle around the bottom of the Christmas tree. And my mom had a bunch of other stuff. She had like this Disney um, ice skating uh, little figurine. It was actually kind of big and it was like a, a, a giant pond, a frozen pond. And it was like, you know, maybe five or six different Disney characters. And you would turn it on and the characters were magnetic. So you would put them on this pond and turn it on and it would play Christmas music as the characters would skate around and I thought it was the coolest thing ever it, like it, it definitely was not a toy but I would always try and play with it like I thought it was so cool you know Mickey and his friends all the other classic characters you know skating around this this ice rink with uh, Christmas music I always thought it was cool so I've always kind of wanted to do something like that and you know maybe in the future I'll get around to it and also, just like in my Halloween episode, we got to talk about all the, you know, Disney-themed shows and movies and shorts and, and all kinds of Christmas specials. You know, I think, I think we got to start off with the big ones first. I think, to me, in my opinion, the number one Disney Christmas, you know, movie or anything is the Santa Claus. Now, they've made three of them. There were two sequels after the original, but that first one is still the best. It's still a classic to me. It is so, so nostalgic. I watch it anytime it's on. I, I try to watch it. Um, you know, I have It's on Disney Plus now, which is great, but you know, I had it on DVD. I had it on VHS as a kid. Um, it's just, it's one of those Christmas movies to me that I can watch, you know, every year and never get tired of it. You know, Tim Allen in the 90s was, you know, a, a hot commodity. Disney obviously loved him. He, uh, a bunch of Disney things. Home Improvement was filmed partly at, uh, you know, Disney's Hollywood Studios when it was MGM. You know, he obviously in the Santa Claus, he was the voice of Buzz Lightyear. So, you know, Tim Allen and Disney, they, you know, they really couldn't go wrong there for a while. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's, it still holds up. I think it's still a really good movie. Uh, you know, the story makes sense. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he becomes Santa and People don't believe him, and they think he's crazy, and they try to take his son away from him. And you know, I think it's a, a just a very solid movie from start to finish. Whether you're a kid or you're my age, I think it's always uh, worth a watch around this time. You know, the sequels. You know, the second one, second one's okay. 
Um, I still remember seeing that one in theaters because it was there's kind of a big gap there between the first one and the second one. Um, and you know, by the time the third one came out, I was kind of um, you know past that stage of wanting to see it in the theaters. Um, you know, and that one's probably you know we can agree it's not the best, but the Santa Claus to me the best Disney Christmas you know theme movie or show of any kind. Now the second one, this one's debatable. Is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? That's, of course, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Now Christmas is in the title, so I think that makes it a Christmas movie. Uh, you know, at Disneyland, they kind of um, do the Jack Skellington uh, overlay on the Haunted Mansion ride, so I think that also counts. You know, they do that during Christmas time. You know, I, I talked about this in the Halloween episode as well. Um... You know, I never really loved this movie. Uh, there was a stretch as a kid where I thought it was cool and unique, but I was also always kind of a little scared by it. You know, it's the Tim Burton animation. It's a little darker, a little creepier, you know, especially for a kid at that time. You know, Jack Skellington travels to Christmas Town and plots to kid- kidnap Santa Claus. So, uh, you know, as a, as a kid, didn't really love it. Maybe maybe I should rewatch it from start to finish now. I've seen I've seen it a little bit here and there. I haven't sat down though, actually watched it from start to finish in in years. So maybe I should do that. But you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. You can't deny how popular it is. You know the the characters are, are iconic, and you know Disney can sell a lot of merchandise that's Nightmare Before Christmas themed. You know Jack Skellington's a popular popular character. Um, you know, and it covers two different uh, holidays. So there you go, Halloween and Christmas. So I uh, got to put it in the conversation because of how popular it is, but you know, not necessarily my favorite. Now, those are probably the two most popular Disney Christmas movies, uh, but we got to talk about some of the maybe not so popular ones. Not so mainstream, I should say, because they're all kind of popular, you know, to me. Uh, I always liked a, uh, a Muppet's Christmas Carol. That one, to me, as a kid, I feel like I watched all the time. Uh, we had it on VHS. My mom, uh, she's a teacher, and every Christmas she would borrow our VHS and she would bring it to school and uh, let her class watch it like the day before Christmas break, which I was always you know, jealous of. But, you know, Christmas Carol with the Muppets, you know, the classic story, uh, but, you know, starring the Muppets. So, you know, like I said, I've, I've mentioned it before, the Muppets were so popular back in the 80s and 90s this was commonplace i feel like every kid you know who's my age now uh, watched a muppet christmas carol uh, speaking of vhs's in the 90s uh, we always, we had a couple other ones too i think these might have been straight to vhs it was uh mickey's christmas carol and there was a beauty in the beast christmas made for vhs movie as well you know the mickey christmas one again uh, it's the typical you know christmas carol uh, the iconic play, uh, but you know, starring uh, Mickey and his friends and all those characters. Um, I always, I always like those and watch those every Christmas as well. Also in the '90s, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas, "I'll Be Home for Christmas." I feel like this one is like never thought about or on TV or anywhere. I, I, I hope it's on Disney Plus now. I'm gonna have to check, but uh, this one stars Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was in uh, Home Improvement. And he was super popular in the 90s, teen heartthrob, I think. Um, it just basically revolves around him trying to make it home for Christmas. 
I do, I do remember there was like an iconic scene, whether it was in a trailer or wherever, but there's like a scene where he's like in a Santa like 5K or, or marathon or something, and there's just like a bunch of Santas running around. Uh, that, that scene always kind of stuck out to me. Another movie from when I was a kid in the 90s and stuff, I think this one was maybe in the early 2000s, it was a Disney Channel original movie called The Ultimate Christmas Present. It was about a girl who, uh, she gets her hands on a like weather controlling device and causes a freak huge snowstorm uh, in Los Angeles. And the, the, the weather controlling machine or whatever I think was from like Santa and it like fell off his sleigh or something like that. So he sends these two elves who are the comedic relief uh, to go and find it. And the elves are actually like huge, like tall guys. Like one of them is John Sally, who's probably close to seven feet tall, who played in the NBA and like won championships. Um, and the other actor is the guy who does the voice of Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. So I know this one's on Disney Plus. I watched a few minutes of it, um, I think last year. Um, you know, it's a little cheesy and kind of hard to watch. I think Brenda Song is also in it. Um, so, you know, you got some big names in there for a Disney Channel original movie, but I always liked this one. There's a couple more recent ones. Uh, the first one is A Christmas Carol. Disney loves going back to this, <laughs> to this story. Uh, this one was A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. It was the animated one that, like... Again, looked kind of creepy. He plays uh, Scrooge, and he, the CGI or the motion cap, whatever they use, like it was actually kind of creepy because it really looked like an animated, you know, Jim Carrey that looked like Scrooge. So, uh, wasn't the biggest fan of this one. You know, we've heard and seen this story so many times um, that if I wanted to watch it again, I'd probably watch, you know, the Mickey themed one, like Mickey's Christmas Carol. But you know, it's Jim Carrey the you know the the cgi or the animation or whatever is you know it is pretty unique kind of similar to that um to the polar express kind of animation where it, you know the the actors look like themselves so you know kinda, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it and the other more recent one this one came out you know only maybe a year or two ago uh it's called noel i think it was made for disney plus uh it stars anna kendrick and bill Hader. I'm um, not gonna lie, I have not watched this one. Uh, it is on my list of ones to watch, but you know, I find myself every Christmas like watching the same movies. You know, I would love to sit down and watch a new Christmas movie, but it seems like every time I sit down to watch one, I end up watching, you know, The Santa Claus, Christmas Vacation, Elf, The Grinch, and it's just, you know, I just watch the classics, but uh, Noel, it's on Disney Plus. If you've seen this one, if, it, if it's good, let me know. Uh, but I definitely, want to check it out if i'm being honest i kind of feel like disney needs to step up its um you know christmas themed movies um you know it's a it's a huge holiday Di uh, christmas movies you know are a genre of their own just think about hallmark like they they crank out christmas movies like i feel like there's like a new one every single day that i hear about or see about um and, and, you know, people may make fun of those movies or whatever, but they're popular. You know, people watch them. And, you know, people love Christmas and, and having a feel-good Christmas movie to watch. So, you know, I'd like to see Disney maybe make some more. You know, I, I guess maybe, too, some people may count Frozen as a Christmas movie. You know, it's 
it's got snow and, and winter and stuff, so I, I could see that. Um, you know, the, the story doesn't revolve around Christmas or involve Christmas, so I don't necessarily count it. But you know, it, it's it's a good movie if you want to put it on during this time. It you know it makes sense, especially around here. It's cold. You may get snow. Uh, it kind of makes sense there. Um, you know, if if you look up like Disney Christmas movies, there's also another one kind of up for debate. This one's a Marvel movie, believe it or not. But some people argue that Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Now, you guys know how big of a Marvel fan I am. Iron Man 3 is one of my least favorite uh, movies, uh, Marvel movies. You know, it's, it's at the bottom of my rankings in the MCU. Just didn't enjoy the movie as a whole. So I, I didn't think about it being a Christmas movie until this year when um, on my other podcast, The Marvelous Podcast, we... We did a deep dive into this movie, and I was reading about how people consider it a Christmas movie because it kind of takes place uh, around Christmas time. There's like a snow scene at the end. So, I, you know, if you want to consider it a Christmas movie, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Um, I just don't think it's a good enough movie to have this debate. And before we end this episode, of course, wanted to hear from you guys. I put a story on my Instagram asking you guys what your favorite Disney Christmas movie or TV show or series was, um, you know, obviously like we talked about, there's really not that many uh, to choose from, but uh, let's hear what you guys said. Fit Maris and Cursed P33 both said the Santa Claus. Um, Mr. Tom Morrow says the prep, prep and landing series is great, but the Santa Claus with Tim Allen will always win. Yeah, I think that's the, um, I think that's the, the popular choice here. Um, the prep and landing series. I actually haven't heard of that. I'm going to have to look that up, but uh, I'll check that out. Champagne42 says Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Uh, there's actually a lot more, uh, you know, Mickey Christmas specials than I thought. You know, Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. I talked about the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Uh, there's another one like Mickey's Magical Christmas. So, like, it seems like there's definitely a lot of those. Carolyn Kesterman says Pluto's Christmas tree or Santa's workshop. Now Pluto's Christmas tree, when I read this, like it was like a memory was unlocked in my brain. I had to look it up. This was like a, a special, uh, it's definitely older, but I remember watching it when I was a kid and wow, that brought back memories just thinking about that one. You know, it's one of those classic Disney shorts. Like it's probably only like maybe like 10 minutes long. Um, but I remember we had it on like one of those VHSs that was like a collection of different cartoon shorts. Um, that's from, that's where I remember watching it for the first time. But yes, definitely a classic. Thank you for for reminding me of that one. Seventy two Grand Torino says Muppets Christmas Carol. J uh, J Anderson also said Muppets Christmas Carol. So glad to see other people remember and enjoyed that one as well. Stephanie Marie B says Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Now, I don't know if those are exactly uh, Disney movies, but uh, I like the fact that you considered uh, Die Hard a Christmas movie. A Wakes says Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and of course, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, yeah, so again, another Mickey's uh, Christmas special, and of course, another one for Tim Allen and The Santa Claus. And we had a few people say a nightmare before Christmas if it counts. So I think we talked about, yeah, it counts. It's I think it counts as both a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. So uh, feel free to pick that one and and watch that one today or tomorrow on Christmas 
as well. So that about does it for us today. Always appreciate you guys listening. Again, if you can, do me a favor. Head to the uh, iTunes podcast app. Pull up my page. If you leave me a rating and a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. But that's all I got for you guys today. A little bit of a shorter episode. But hopefully, you know, if, if you're traveling or, you know, have some downtime in the holidays, you can, uh, you know, have something to listen to that's Disney themed. But most importantly, for all of you guys listening, I hope you have a great magical Christmas. I hope you can, you know, spend time with family, and especially if you haven't been able to see them in a while and enjoy time off from work. If you get it, you have to work through the holidays. You know, I appreciate you guys even more. I know how tough that can be. I've had to do that as well throughout the years. But at the end of the day, you know, enjoy your Christmas. I hope it's great. And I, I thank you again for listening. Until next time, guys, always remember, it all started with a mouse.